You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.05 a.m. And we're going on for our next quiz question before we go into our Bible study time. The exciting thing is you go in for a draw that happens at quarter to nine on Friday Mm -hmm. morning. It's every week we actually have a giveaway prize. At the end of each day, too, we actually have free gift giveaways, too, so you've got to be quick and texting in for that. Um, And, yeah, but the giveaway prizes are always that bit bigger, that bit more special, and this time it's actually a 13-week journey on helping you with your devotional life. So what is our next quiz question, please? Here we go. Which book of the Bible immediately follows Hebrews? Ah. Very simple question this morning. Which book (laughs) of the Bible immediately follows Hebrews? Of course, we've got another clue coming up at around 8... What are we we looking at here? 8.25 this morning. But our clue right now, simply this. Which book of the Bible immediately follows the book of Hebrews? You know, you work your way through the Bible. Hebrews is such a great book. You get through the T section. You've got Thessalonians and Timothy and Titus. And then you've got the book of Hebrews. What follows that? 0491-064-669. That is the number to text this morning. And you'll go into the draw to win 13 Weeks to Joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer, how to hold the happiness that God gives. How do we actually experience joy in the Lord? It's it's hugely yes. important question. We're talking about Korea earlier, North Korea, and just the persecution of Christians that's going on there, as well as the amazing work that organizations like such as uh, VOM, Voice of the Martyrs, are doing. We mentioned the website there, VOM Korea, and there's a section on the North Korean ministry where you can mm. go and donate and see the exploits of their work and see the amazing things that they're doing as well. Um, but it's there's a bunch of other organizations who were kind of who were trying to do the same thing to get oh, yeah. into Korea, and I love the point of uh, like the point that VOM makes in their mission statement. Mm. They're like, we understand that North Korea has needs, you know, mm. food and shelter and and water and means and all of these things. Uh, look, and they're just like, but we're not an organization who can necessarily provide that. No, we are here to support the movement of Christianity that is growing, that is touching the people's lives and hearts and bringing them to the place um, where they are living for Christ and they're experiencing joy despite their circumstances. Mm, that's exactly it. Because we do find joy in the Lord. And the reason is too, you know, when we find Jesus as our anchor, that's what takes us through those really hard times, doesn't it? I just want to say too that earlier I'd actually mentioned uh, when we had some technical problems that when you go into that vomkorea.com that it's all in Korean. It does come up all in Korean, but you actually go to tap on the top where it says about and ministry and it actually does come up in, in English. English. Yeah, so that's right. just want to just uh, correct that and I'm sorry that if I misled you, but if you're actually <laughs> going to look it up, that's what you look for. Yeah, look it's for in, it's the, in English. Unless you can actually speak Korean and read Korean, I should say, then uh, stay on the website without the English. But yeah, if you're like me, then you go into the English version. That's right. That's right. You can go in there and, and have a look at a bunch of other things because they're, they're in, like they have a uh, like a, a group that's based in South Korea that is getting their support up to North Korea as well. So, But, but then VOM, of course, being an international organization, we've got Tony Benjamin, who we talk to every week, mm. who lives here in Australia. So, mm. you know, just 
doing amazing stuff Fabulous around the world. Fabulous stuff. The other day he took us to Pakistan, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that's just right. Like what's happening out in Pakistan? In so. Pakistan, India. Like yeah. if you go and look at their profile of the things they're doing, you go and look at the mission that they're the, the mission that they're involved in. It is just incredible. But yeah, guys. Awesome to, to talk about North Korea. Awesome to see you guys sending in some correct answers oh, for the quiz. Yes. Also got a text message here from David Edgar. He says, good morning, Danuta and Lawson from David of Clarkson SDA Fellowship. So that is out in Western Australia. And he said hello to Jennifer too. He loved, ah, obviously, yeah, he's got yeah. a love heart following that, which means he loved what she shared about Absolutely. the magnesium that mm. actually helps us to relax. Yeah. Mm. Janelle says here, uh, oh, okay, no, that's the that's answer. The answer. Oh, so I'm not going to read that's that. That's the answer for one of the quizzes. Come, come on, Danita. <laughs> well, because it was just a longer one, so but she actually wrote the whole thing out, which is really fabulous, Janelle. So mm-hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. It means that, yeah, it just it gives that whole flow rather than just mm. actually giving those individual words with that. Hey, mm. hey, but going into our Bible study, like, like I'm feeling that today's study we could actually unpack for like two, three, four days almost. Yeah, well. So we're going to need to almost speed through some of these areas. But today is actually looking – so what we've been doing is looking at Ephesians. We're coming to the last part of Ephesians. We've been looking at chapters right from the start of Ephesians, chapter 1, a few weeks back we started, mm. and then last week we're looking at Ephesians 5. And this week we actually started on Ephesians chapter 6 – and we actually looked yesterday about children obey your parents. And today we're actually going into a section where it talks about bond servants and masters. And before we unpack that, I just want to bring in a modern day story that I don't know if you've seen the movie Harriet. I've never seen. You've, I've never seen Harriet. You've no. never. Se- you've obviously got it's about Harriet Tubman. It. You know yes. the famous. Uh, you know, abolitionist. Like abolitionist. That's yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just an incredible story, based, of course, on on her true story. Now, um, um, uh, Harriet. I was going for her last name there for a moment. Harriet was actually an American abolitionist and social activist, and she was actually a slave in Maryland, and and she actually escaped from the owners in Maryland in the U.S. Mm. and escaped um, across the border to Philadelphia and. And what she did is she didn't actually just escape herself. She actually then went back. She actually escaped, I think, if I remember correctly, with just a, a few others, and but some of them lost their lives. But she actually didn't get caught. And she actually ended up having this burden of saving other people, which I think is a beautiful Christian analogy of how we are called when we found Christ in our lives to actually go and save souls by actually sharing Jesus with other people and calling them to to follow in his ways, to find that joy in the Lord as our quiz question kind of, um, mm. you know, or, and, and the, the, the book offer actually speaks about too. Mm. And so she actually went back and risked her lives. Now, the distance that she went was about 100, I think, kilometres or, or, or miles mm. it was, but either way it was that long distance that she actually went. And she actually made some 13 mission trips to go back and rescue people from around that area um, that mm. she had come from. And she actually, over time, rescued a, a, approximately 70 slaves, which is, you think that that 70 lives yeah. that were saved is absolutely incredible. And when the movie was done, this is why it's actually really worth watching the movie because it actually unpacks all of that really beautifully. But at the very end, they also um, show... I, I 
I think the home, if I remember correctly, the home that she actually lived in. But they also write that she actually was alive and lived till 91 years of age. Mm. So she lived to really incredible for incredibly the ripe age. Now of course the time that she lived was at the time that slavery was a big thing in the states, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, slavery basically um uh, was happening in the States very much. It was all part of modern-day slavery in the US was from particularly the late 1700s to the mid-1800s. In various states in the US allowed slavery of humans. Most had actually been transported from Africa. Mm. Um, you know, they'd been sold by Western African slave traders yes. to the Europeans, to the Portuguese, to the Dutch, to the Spanish, to the British, and that. And they actually adopted them as they were starting their new lives in the states mm. and so it actually stems back even from the little bit earlier slavery was instituted in the 16th century um you know when colonization of these particular cultures started in the u.s but it was actually particularly really prominent in the 17 and yeah. 1800s wasn't it yeah, absolutely and if we look at the context of the united states at the time it was very much slavery was bolstered by the the well the invention of the cotton gin so yes. essentially what, what, what had taken place is, cause when they, when they wrote the, uh, the original, like the founding document, you know, the, the amendments and whatnot of the United States, the, the, their, both their, um, decla- declaration of independence and their bill of rights and, um, and all of these different things and they, and their constitution, you know, you had a group of people writing these amendments who were living up in the North, who, uh, like a lot of them weren't, weren't participating in slavery Mm. and also like would their lineage would be against slavery and it's like well why in 1776 with the you know why didn't in the constitution did they address slavery and that's because Mm. at the time slavery was actually on a decline in the united states states and this is because slavery there, there wasn't an industry at the time that justified the need for slaves you're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. You know, the textile industry of the US, which, which would be the industry that propelled the Industrial Revolution of the United States, mm. well, they were just mostly using wool. And for, you know, to, to get wool, you need to cultivate sheep and whatnot. And it's not you know, just manual arbitrary labor, you know, to be mm. a shepherd uh, and whatnot is, is, is a work that, yeah, isn't necessarily propelled forward by just having lots of slaves. Mm. And so, their, yeah, their industry, the, the, well, the need for slaves was declining until the cotton gin was invented mm. and all of a sudden you could harvest cotton very quickly mm. and instead of having to cultivate sheep and grow sheep, you could grow cotton from the ground. Mm. And this cotton was... Although being produced, it, it was all the land was being bought up in the south to produce cotton. Mm, mm. Was then being sent to the north to yep. then you know be processed into yeah, textiles, right. which then would be sent would be bought up in the United States and around the world. Yes, and so this propelled this slave industry forward because it was really both for the north and the south. It was making everyone money, of course, until. Again, obviously, there were from from the get go, there were people who were against slavery, and the North were participating in none, well, if not, you know, a lot less 
slavery. A than, lot less. There was still some slavery in the north. The, yeah. the south, and you know, then the, the the country was divided. You had the the line, and underneath yeah. that line, you had uh, states that were participating in slavery, and above the line, you had states that weren't participating. Yeah, well, in there slavery. were actually fifteen out of about thirty four. Or you know, there were about thirty four. Um, you know, states, states at, the at the time. time yeah. When you think that fifteen or so were particularly, that's that's massive. Yeah. And that's that southern states, yeah. that those that belt there. And uh, so you have this context. Slavery is booming, and thankfully, it's through through figures like Harriet Tubman and Thomas well, Jefferson, who yeah, actually bra- Jefferson, slaved, yeah, 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 in eighteen oh seven, who banned slavery as well. Yeah, um, you had well, eventually, it would be Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln, and one of his right. key policies as a part of changing his, the Constitution. That's right. Um, you know the uh, the. Well, the Emancipation Proclamation, the mm. signing of the Emancipation Proclamation, where I, b- I believe it was in 1861. 1860. Where it was officially, yeah, yeah. like, federally, there were no slaves. 1865. Then, 1865. And obviously they went to war over that. This, you know, the Civil War and Civil whatnot. Civil War, yep. Uh, but, you know, and a lot of people look at that context like, oh, but, you know, it wasn't just, it wasn't just slavery. Like, the big issue of the time was individual state rights. Mm-hmm. But that issue of individual state rights, one of the biggest issue of state rights was the issue of slavery mm. and so that yeah they went to they went to war in in order to to solve this huge problem and that kind of it was the civil war that galvanized the u.s into the united states of becoming America. a united country that's yeah. right up until that point you had a situation in which people would identify themselves like i'm an ohioan you know or, mm. or i'm i'm from maine i'm mm-hmm, from you know mm-hmm. if 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 you were to travel from the u.s to europe that's how you would identify yourself and they'll be like oh they're in this part of the continent mm. of, of north america uh but all of a sudden now it's you know after post-civil war america was the United States, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was good to see them come together on this issue. Now, unfortunately, afterwards you had Jim Crow laws and, and a bunch of other stuff that that defined the rest of uh, the rest of the century and then the coming century as well in the twenty the twentieth century in the nineteen hundreds. But it's fantastic to see that despite this, you had figures like Harriet Tubman, even even like it. I'm, I'm proud to say as a Seventh Day Adventist, even figures like Ellen White, absolutely figures like Ellen White, very, who was very much, much an abolitionist. Well, she, she sent her son, is it William, that was that sent down. Right. to the south particularly to 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 work there amongst the slaves and driving a steamboat yeah. up and down the mississippi Sit. river helping both like pre the emancipation proclamation helping helping slaves and then post helping the emancipated slaves to you know get on their feet ministering to absolutely. them absolutely and incredible and for those who may not know ellen white she was actually a prominent figure in the early days of when the seventh day Adventist church was starting she actually she and her husband and, and a few others came out from the methodist church um and mm. by basically reading the bible after mm. 1844 what was called the great disappointment and where they actually studied god's word wondering why jesus hadn't come and they realized that it was the event Event that was um, the event was right, but not the timing that they were looking for. And so they studied God's word, God's word really deeply, and through that they discovered the truth of the Sabbath mm. and moved from Sunday worship to Sabbath worship. Yeah. Of and course. so for her and her family um, and others that, you know, were in those early days and we call them the pioneers of the Seventh-day Adventist Church actually had a real burden of reaching people of all cultures, of, of all backgrounds, and mm. of, all situ- of all circumstances, which is a, right. a really biblical, strong concept. And that's Absolutely. why she sent her son down, particularly down to the south, to work amongst the slaves there, mm-hmm. you know, and bring them to the Lord and say, hey, 
um, we might all be slaves in sin because of the world, you know, that we're all in, but we're not slaves otherwise. We've got freedom that mm. we should all have and freedom in Christ that we can actually have and to bring that joy to them. Absolutely. And when we use the term slave, often our mind, you know, in our context, is particularly living in the West in, you know, 2023 our mind goes back to the chains and the boats of you know the slavery of the 18 1800s and the the late 1700s as you said but our bible study today is further getting into then okay slavery and paul's day absolutely and we want to unpack that in a really Mm. big way because it's actually different yeah, it, it is actually different, so. and we need to. So let's unpack those verses, and we also want to go back just a little bit in the fact that slavery was also in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually do see it also, you know, with Abraham. He had slaves in Genesis 15, which is recorded, and also Joseph, the story of Joseph, which is the famous story. Was he, was he a, becomes a slave? He became a slave, of course, in Egypt in the house and and the house of Pharaoh. Then he gets actually, you know, raised to yeah. a, a, a stronger position in, yeah. in, you know, there. And then in Israel, you know, the Israelite nation actually then became slaves as, you know, through Joseph as Jacob, his father, and the sons moved over to Egypt. to Egypt and yeah. live there. Then for about 400 years, we actually see the nation of Israel being slaves within Egypt. And so, um, and, uh, you know, they were required to serve about six years. They were actually bought or given, you know, by debt. They, they were often owned by the rich people. But in Paul's days under the Roman law, it was quite different. Yeah, it was different. I think a stipulation, uh, well, a, a quick um, clarification to make is that the stipulations for slavery within the Israelite nation itself. Like they became slaves of Egypt. Say. Of Egypt. Yeah, and they were very much, you know, and you can read the story there where it's yeah. like, oh, you know, let's put them to work as much as possible, like work them till they die. But if you were a slave in Israel, un, you know, owned by Israelites, it was a form rather of indentured service. You know, most That's slavery... Right. They would have opportunities. Yeah, most slavery was enabled by context. Uh, sorry, not context, but, well, context, yeah, but conquest. Like, mm-hmm. you would go and take a nation and then you would make their people slaves. Mm. Uh, but in the Israelite context and in, in for themselves, slavery often happened as a result of you got into a mass amount of debt yeah. that you can pay off, so you would offer your yourself in slavery which was a position that you could only be in for a certain amount of time you you couldn't die as a slave you could actually though opt in to continue living with your master if they were providing for you well because that was often some of the situations that would happen like there would be a really strong bond between people who had sold that put themselves into slavery in israel and their masters and this was ultimately because of those stipulations you know they would those slaves would often become like a a part of the family again not in a they were captured since they would offer themselves um up to slavery but when you come to paul's time and particularly when we read paul talking about slavery in in the roman empire um it's a form of slavery that was you know didn't didn't consider uh, race at all it didn't it didn't consider any of those things it was ultimately this class of slaves were it it was it was in fact it was its own class there was a very sizable population in the roman empire in the greco-roman world of slaves you know you had you had the the higher class you know the the elites you had the the lower class the 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 plebeians, the regular people, 
And then under that, you had this class of slaves that would often, something that we see very rarely mm. throughout world history, uh, but was different in the Roman Empire, was that those slaves would often be soldiers. Uh, yeah. They would fight in wars. Yeah. They would be, you know, in houses and, and whatnot and, and serving their masters. You know, the, the again, the whole idea of slaves, slaves in chains that wasn't the the context that we see or the, mm. the situation that we see in rome we more see them as again servants but unlike uh the you know what we see happening in israel where they do have those rights in a limited time in which they could be slavery slaves in rome that was usually your lot for life mm. um but if you you know if you were a citizen, you weren't allowed to become a slave. You couldn't become a slave uh, because you would be protected by your citizenship. Lots of different aspects to get into. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, it's come time for our last quiz question for today, please. Yes, our last quiz question for today. Fill in the blank. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at blank, blank, blank. I shall not be moved. That's Psalm 16 and verse 8. Again, fill in the blank. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at blank, blank, blank. I shall not be moved. If you know the answer to that one, <laughs> 0491-064-669. Of course, you'll go into the draw to win 13 Weeks of Joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. But again, that number, 0491-064-669. I've set the Lord always before me because he is at blank, blank, blank. I shall not be moved. Mm, another blank, blank, blank one. That's right. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. That number again is 0491 We're continuing on with our Bible study where we're unpacking here about slavery. We've unpacked about a bit of on, on modern day slavery. We've talked about the fact that in the Old Testament times also that slavery was there and the nation of Israel were slaves, of course, in Egypt. And that the slavery of Paul's time that we're, uh, that when he writes to the Ephesians and he refers to slavery here, um, bonds servants and their masters is actually um, you know slightly different and the fact that is that during that time they actually could not appeal to the civil courts and they actually That's had right. no property and they were subject to the owner in every mm-hmm. kind of way and so what Paul what we're going to read here is that Paul actually says that even though you are slaves you as Christian because the interesting things were that even Christian owners took on slaves as well. It wasn't just, you know, the the, pa- the, the pagans that took on slaves. It was actually, um, you know, yeah. slavery was actually practiced not only by the pagans but also by Christians in the actually early Christian yeah. church, which is really interesting. And I could imagine and, as well like a context in which someone who owns slaves becomes Christian. And, and that's the thing. That's what Paul's also saying here, which we're going to just just about to read to, that he says, you know, that yet though you may be slaves, you can actually be witnesses of God by the way mm-hmm. that you respond to your masters that mm. so that they may also become Christians that they may give their heart to the Lord let's let's actually read here from Ephesians chapter 6 verses 5 to 9 do you mind reading that for us please mm. okay 5 to 9 this is a powerful passage this yeah. is let's let's okay bond servants be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleases, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, the good will doing with goodwill doing service 
as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And masters do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master is also in heaven and there is no partiality with him. I love the fact that he actually unpacks here the fact that he says, you know, he's giving this distinction that slavery in the physical sense, in the human sense, is actually quite different. You know, you might be bound there, but then in Jesus, you know, you um, you actually find that, you know, that you actually have freedom in Christ even though you may be physically mm-hmm. in slavery. And secondly, that it actually shouldn't suppress your spirit because it's actually yeah. here saying here, as to Christ, and it says, verse 6, not with eye service as men pleases, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of Christ from the heart. Mm. And, you know, Jennifer said here how um, earlier in our interview about how the heart is the center of the universe. And mm. again, you know, Paul actually unpacks here about the heart but he says here, be obedient to the master according to the flesh. In other words, in the physical sense, you are needing to obey your master. Hey, mm. but in the in the spiritual sense, don't let that dampen your spirits, because a Christ is with you. B, by you know, you have freedom in Christ. And C, the thing is that you can actually then be witnesses within that household to bring freedom from the slavery of sin to your masters, don't you think? Yeah. And I love that, that how he's unpacking that. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think this this section is, I think, really powerful for me. In in verse 6 here, where it says, not by the way of, uh, or it says, not with eye service mm. or as man pleases, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So in a lot of translations, when you read this section here, it translates it as essentially like not just doing enough good that would make you look good, yeah. um, but rather being bond service to Christ. You know, as because I read it, it's coming from the heart and it's genuine. Right. Yeah. Um, not with eye service or as man pleases. Wait, this is, this is, this is really important because I believe this is also making a distinction as the, as to the type of ways in which a slave should serve their masters. And we see this advice then given here in verse nine to masters where it says, and masters do the same, giving up threatening, knowing that your master is also in heaven. If we jump over to say Colossians four and one, mm. where it says, masters treat your bond servants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Unfortunately, one of the aspects of being a slave in the Roman content, in the Roman context, um, was, you know, again, these slaves existed to serve the, you know, the, the needs, but also the wants and desire of masters. And there was very much a, a sex, sexual aspect. They mm. work into it mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And the advice given here is if you're subject to slavery, be a slave in the Lord. Mm. But again, the, the advice given to masters here is like, don't put these people through, you know, treat them justly and fairly. Um, but also again, as it's saying where they're a bond servant to Christ um, and, and you know, there's a, I, I believe here that it's absolutely making a distinction that a subjugation to sexual slavery is, is wrong no matter what mm. the context. Mm. Yeah. Um, but rather, you know, be bond servants to them as you are a bond servant to Christ. To Christ. Christ isn't, you know, Christ isn't subjecting you. 
to yep. that, um, nor does he want to. And again, no. that's why, that's why the, the advice he is given to masters that, Hey, you shouldn't subject your slaves to, you know, unfair and unjust and gross treatment either. And we see other passages when we're, when we're reading the Bible, we read things like, you know, keep the marriage bed undefiled. Yeah. Um, we read, you know, when we're reading any part of the book of Romans, which is talking about abstaining from sexual mm-hmm. lust Im- and, and, and immorality, immorality yeah. and mm-hmm. rather, you know, when it's, when it says, you know, so clearly like be a, you know, be subject to Christ. Yeah. When we read that through the lens of the amount of sexual slavery that was taking place in Rome. Yes. I think it's power. Like Paul is boldly, boldly Bold. and brazenly calling out the sin of the time, which was to exploit slaves in a sexual manner. Um, and, and again, it would be an exploitation of people. But if you're a Roman citizen, um, no matter male or female, and you were subject to sexual exploitation, um, you, like your, the, pe- the person who did that to you would, in the same way as in Israel, like they would receive the death penalty. Yeah. Uh, because you had those rights as a Roman citizen. But if you're a slave, so not a Roman citizen, you wouldn't necessarily have those rights. And, and so they would be subject to just gross and awful treatment. And yeah, what is just so clear from what Paul is writing here is, hey, this is an aspect of this culture. Yep, slavery, um, slavery uh, exists. Slavery is is a, a whole class of people that is unfortunately a part of the context, the Roman context. But simultaneously, you know, don't participate in the the overtly evil aspects of slavery. Oh, 100%. And that's why he says there in, in, well, adds in with that. He says here in verse eight, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. Mm. You know, and that's, and, you know, to return that good, especially like, you know, in that, those situations where abuse was so high mm. in that Grisho Roman, in, in the Roman culture, basically, um, you know, to return that would be ever so hard. But he's saying return that because through that you are displaying Christ to them and you are a witness to them. And I think of, you know, the time, like, you know, to, and, and this is another, another space that Paul supports that is in Philemon, we actually find that Onesimus actually was a runaway slave mm. and that Paul actually had converted um, that had actually converted um, in Rome Paul actually you know was uh, part of that you know his conversion process there with Onesimus and he actually sent him back to his master to be a brother rather than a slave Mm. and by being the brother it's displaying you know Jesus to the people but the thing is that you know by being a Christian slave was advised not to be cast down at physical bondage but to be spiritually free and by by reflecting Mm. that it would create that brotherly bond because then through God's grace the masters would then change not only their actions but would become transformed as Paul writes in 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 Romans 12 he says but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and when that change comes about there won't be this master-slave relationship. It'll be mm-hmm. a brotherly relationship. Yeah. And tying that with that, then that's why Paul says 
This is in relation to the church. You are no yeah. longer slaves, and therefore you need to be united as one, as brothers and sisters mm. in Christ, and not demand from mm-hmm. somebody else and be domineering to somebody else. Mm. You are to be equal with mm. that other person because you are brothers and sisters in Christ, adopted and grafted into the family of That's God, right. and the ultimate and only master is God in heaven, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. It is powerful, you know, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. This flies in the face oh, of class. This flies in the face yep. of caste as well, of which is caste. something that's Absolutely. even used a lot now in, say, yep. a Hindu context, for example, where, you know, certain groups of associate can't associate with each other because it's like, oh, this is higher caste, this is lower caste. Yeah. And that in, in, in a modern, in a 21st century context, you know, you have these people who are now have the ability to make money independently, but because they have a low caste background, they can't associate with people of other castes and whatnot. And this is saying, no, 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 no. No, your position on this earth, no matter how humble, does not determine your position in heaven. In fact, Jesus himself would say the first will be last. Mm -hmm. But furthermore, oh, and this is just, this is just powerful is that hey again we will all stand the same whether free or slave absolutely and you know my mind immediately goes to romans and galatians galatians you know male or female greek jew you know it is uh in romans chapter 1 16 and 17 you know for it is the power i'm not ashamed of the gospel gospel of christ Christ, it is the power of god to salvation for all who believe the Jew and the Greek. Like powerful, impressive, incredible message. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Look up for your redemption draws near. Hi, this is Sharissa and Danny, your hosts for Looking Up. Join us every Wednesday between 3.30 and 5.30 for our live show. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. We're coming towards the end of our show. And it's come time to give our answers for our quiz questions, please. Mm. Here we go. True or false, the Ark of the Covenant contained the Sword of Goliath. That was false. Sword of Goliath, I forget where that ended up. It, it went somewhere, I think, around. They, they stashed it somewhere. They, yeah. Like may, maybe in the, the palace or the temple, the but it, wasn't, the it was not in the Ark. <laughs> Who shall? Because it was a pagan object. <laughs> nah, but nah. Who shall hardly enter the kingdom of heaven? According to Matthew nineteen, it was the rich. Fill in the blanks. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. That was the next answer for question three. Question four. Which book of the Bible immediately follows Hebrews? It was the book of James. And then finally here, fill in the blank, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. That was Psalm Mm. 16 and verse 8. So fantastic job, everyone, for giving us answers to the quiz, answering correctly, even some incorrect answers, but that's okay because you guys were playing, you guys are getting in it to win it. And yeah, just guys, just whenever whenever you hear our amazing quiz questions, just just chuck some answers in, and you will go into the draw to win. Tomorrow will be your penultimate opportunity uh, to get in for thirteen weeks of joy by Jennifer Jewell Schwerzer. But everyone who answered correctly today, they've got more and more entries into 
the quiz. Absolutely. Hey, we've been getting in some text messages and we got one in just um, just after we finished our Bible study time and mm. when we were off air. And I just want to say that what I'm about to read um, really moved me during that time. Mm. Uh, with what was shared here and I just want to say thank you Sue um, one of our listeners who loves listening to The Breakfast Show um, has just sent this in and I want to read it out but I found it exceptionally moving we've been talking in our Bible study unpacking about slavery in Paul's day and looking at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5 to 9 and the fact that you know the, the freedom in Christ that is found as well but what Paul talks there about slavery but this is what Sue wrote in hi guys fun fact related to your topic of slavery. A couple of months ago, I learnt from Heidi um, Twillay, my cousin, that our Nana's great-great-grandfather, Thomas Kent, was an African slave and took on his surname from where the ship landed in England. His son, John Kent, my Nana's great-grandfather, was the first black policeman in England in Carlisle only discovered this in 2018. The next black policeman was 127 years later. In other words, it was John Kent's grandson, my Nana's dad, was murdered by two guys, a woman, Jean Lee, the last woman hung in Australia. Mm. Love your morning show. May God bless you both. Have a great day. You know, Sue, just want to say firstly, thank you for being willing and vulnerable to share mm. this. This is your family history um, and a painful part of the, the, the history there within your family of what's actually mm. happened there. And, you know, our heart goes out to you and especially as you're finding out some of this stuff, um, you know, in that space, there'll be many emotions going through um, of, of significant things, but also emotion of mm. uh, the depth of, of the pain of, of what your family has gone through. Mm. But also finding that that beauty of freedom in Christ that can come yeah. and that, that their hearts were linked, you know, um, that they gave their lives, in, you know, and and by God's grace that, you know, they they know that Jesus was, was with them yeah. through, that, that this was never, ever intended for your family. Yeah. But at the same time, like, look at what they made of it. I, I know. love this. His son, John Kent, my way. nana's great-grandfather, <laughs> was the first black policeman in England. The next black policeman was 127 Seven years, years later. later. Like, just that like... That is epic. Like, yeah, just and, incredible stuff. And you know what I that. see here? Like, I see the words of Paul being reverberated. Yes. That, yes, like, despite this bad situation and set of circumstances the ability to rise above in Christ, like mm. the, the, the contentment that he can, and, and you can, again, this is an incredible story of someone being, you know, coming from a difficult oh, situation to yes. now, you know, being in a, in a fantastic situation, but whether your situation changes or not, regardless, you can stand in Christ. In Christ. You can follow him with all that you have. Beautiful And despite thing. what you're going through, you can still find contentment and joy and you'll be counted as righteous. We've come to the end of our show. We've got an announcement to make about something that's coming up on this Saturday on the weekend. Yeah, Lawson, take it away. absolutely. So at the Cessnock Adventist Church, starting on September 9th at 2 p.m., they're running a, a little event there. It's called Aging Well, What Can You Do About It? by Camilla Smith. 
Scaff, who is actually the North New South Wales Conference Health Director and also a lifestyle medicine consultant. She also, if you live in the Newcastle area, she is the the manager and the person who runs the the food pharmacy restaurant, Sozo Health, like amazing, you know, healthy based endeavors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And this is information that is actually b- based on Blue Zones. So all mm-hmm. about like, how is it that the people, uh, these people around the world live are over a hundred years? That's right. How is it that they live so long? And, so, you, and with quality of life. And with a high quality of life. If you're in the greater Hunter Valley region, you know, Cessnock, it's right there for you. Head on out to the Cessnock Adventist Church at 2 p.m. on September 9th. And then, as always, this morning, we give away a book absolutely for free. And you know what? I wanted to give away the book, Steps to Christ. Yes. We want to give that book to you this morning. If Such you're the a great first, book. text it through. Text through at 0491-064-669. Text us through on that number, and we'll give you this book for free. All you have to do is text, be the first person to text through with the word book. We'll give you this book for, th- for free, an amazing book about how it is that we can actually know Jesus, how we can grow closer to him, despite our situations, circumstances, despite our heartaches, despite everything that's going on, we can draw close to him. And remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.